why is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Oh, it's very okay. frustrating. Tomorrow will be better. Exactly. Tomorrow's Tomorrow. another day. Tomorrow's another day. Um, Here, here's something you don't want to hear me say. You froze on that last part. You said tomorrow's going to be a better day because... It worked for Scarlett. Mm, that's true. That's very, very true. <laughs> really so, didn't, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So what are your symptoms? Because last week I had a cold that I kept insisting. I think it's just a cold. My wife made me get a COVID test, which came back negative. She made me call the doctor and I was talking with the nurse going, it's, it's a cold. It's this, this, and this. And the nurse was like, eh, every breakthrough case we've seen is exactly the symptoms you have. Uh-huh. On that coin flip, I believe I landed on the, I was fortunate enough, enough to land on the opposite side of whatever you landed on. Uh-huh. But, but did you rapid test? Uh, no. Okay. I did the two day. Oh, you're super patient. Well, I I didn't think far enough ahead. When you went and got your test, did you, did somebody like do the test for you? Yeah, I I can't be trusted to do it myself. Are you kidding me? There's not a chance in hell. I I just, because I I did the drive through. Okay. And like somebody threw at the CVS through a thick pane of glasses explaining me how to do this thing. And I never, I understand if you laugh, hard milk comes out of your nose, but I didn't right. think about the inverse of it. When you jam oh, yeah. something up your nose really far, you, yep. you gag. So uh-huh. that was, that was, that was something fun. Right. I learned. Yeah. yeah. There's no way I could do that. I can't Not imagine that going well. <laughs> no. Does Captain need nope. to be tested? Is he, is he good? Child. Yeah. So no, they had to do it for me. Mm-hmm. I'm Cap- not allowed to see Captain. I'm not allowed really? to see him. Dave won't. Dave won't let me see him mm-hmm. because we both are convinced that Ringo, although he was very ill, yes, we both are convinced that he did that he got doggy COVID and that's what he was going to pass. But that's what actually did him in. Truly, because really? there's a whole yeah, there's a whole backstory that I don't want to go into, but there is definitely like reason to believe that's possible. Was That's he... not me just being crazy. So, okay, we can move on, but just one question. <laughs> was, he, was he hanging out with unmasked dogs? Yes, and he was mm. at the emergency vet when okay. like COVID first hit, right before they shut us down, and a crazy person was there coughing, unmasked, and kept leaving the room and wandering into everyone else's room, and all of the that people were like yelling at them and had to call the cops to tell them to get back in the room because this person was like coughing and like hacking everywhere and not covering them and just was insane. Okay, makes sense. We can move on now. Thank you. This is Why with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. Can you talk a little bit about the founding of the Roller Skating Museum? The National Museum of Roller Skating was founded in 1980 in Lincoln, Nebraska by a group of seven men. And it actually opened to the public in April of 1982. 
And we are, we have the world's largest collection of historical roller skates. We have tens of thousands of artifacts from everything from different kind of skating equipment to photos to videos. It's basically all of the history in roller skating in within one building. Why Nebraska? Nebraska. <laughs> That's a good question. Lincoln, Nebraska has, um, it's the home of USA Roller Sports, which is the national governing body for um, the sport of skating. And then it has also been, not currently, but at that time, it was the home of the Roller Skating Rink Operators Association, which is now known as the Roller Skating Association. And that is the industry of roller skating. That's all your rink operators and your rink owners. So Lincoln, Nebraska has served as home to roller skating in many aspects. Uh, Does the museum have its own rink? No, we don't have our own rink. I know. I know. (laughs) Can you wear skates to the museum? (laughs) You know, I think we could work that out. You need like a special dispensation. You can't just roll on in. Number one, it's carpet. Carpet's oh. a little difficult. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it puts a damper on things. All right. Mm. That's fair. <laughs> True. <laughs> now, my formative roller skating years were at the Wallex rink in, yeah. uh, right on the Lexington, Waltham, Massachusetts line. Um, do you guys play like Millie Vanilli and Rick Astley throughout the museum with a black light? Or am I trying to recreate something that's just not everybody's roller skating experience? I can go with both sides of that because okay. we actually, we do have a really cool mirror ball in the museum. Yes. Perfect. And um, while we normally don't have pop hits or mm-hmm. former pop hits, Playing, there are, we do have things dating back to like when the music in a rink was played via the organ. We do have an organ in the rink, but I definitely would associate Millie Vanilli and Rick Astley with uh, skating in a rink for sure. Okay. Yeah. Same yeah. Salt and pepper. Oh, salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the fun thing is, I mean, sometimes you hear a song and it takes you right back to the rink. You're like, oh. I'm 14 again. I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Roll Bounce is one of my favorite movies of all time. So anytime I hear any song from that soundtrack, I instantly believe I can do their whole routine, even though I can't, even without skates. But it makes (laughs) me so happy. So happy. I love it. Okay. I have to say my favorite roller skating film is Roller Boogie. I love Roller Boogie, Mm. too. And Skate Town USA. Oh, I, I don't think I've seen that one. But of course, Xanadu. Xanadu. Mm. You can't go wrong with I Olivia. Mean, <laughs> right? I mean, that was my dream was to be Olivia. Always. You can, you can still do that dream. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Gene Kelly will come surprise me. And <laughs> There you go. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So, so when did roller skating become popular in the U.S.? Like, what was it? I don't want to say heyday, but really the kind of introduction of it. The, well, we've had many different phases as with anything, it comes and goes. And right now we're, we're going, the pandemic has been good to roller skating in mm-hmm. a weird way. Um, I would say in the late thirties to early fifties is kind of what's considered the golden age of roller skating in a rink. But um, we've had, the first public roller skating rink actually opened in 
1866. So wow. it goes way back. And then it was very formal that people wore, you know, the men wore suits, the ladies wore long dresses and all of that. Now, to me, growing up in a roller rink, I would consider the 70s very much a hot time of roller skating. What was it that, that why was it that the 70s was such, had that resurgence of popularity? Um, I think with disco and all of that, you know, the music was, again, the music brings everybody together. But, um, it, you know, it's funny because people think that sometimes there's, points where no one's skating. And in reality, most kids nine to 14 have spent a good chunk of their life. It's just that we age out sometimes skating doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I've taken my kids skating recently and uh, I do not retain that muscle memory. I don't think I ever had it. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. It was my favorite thing to do was to go roller skating. It's all I ever wanted to do in my satin jacket and the whole bit. But I never got off the wall. Never. Oh. I like to believe I did. I could maybe hobble over for Lucky Star. Oh, and yeah. Hobble back. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, there's no muscle memory there. But good memories, just not muscle memory. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep doing it. Oh, we took our little, my nieces and nephews, and we wouldn't let anyone wear rollerblades. Like we were all very, like, much purists. Like, no. I like that. I like that because you know what, once you first, if you start on the quads on the traditional skates, you'll be able to do both. If you start on rollerblades, it's a little harder to go the other way. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Where does the museum stand on things like rollerblades or that corners game that they always play at the rink? Oh, for corner, the dice game. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You're pro. You guys are Um, pro. We're pro. Actually, the fun thing is the first roller skate, known is an inline skate. So we've just kind really? of gone back in history. Yeah. Yeah. The first skate that is an inline skate. Kind of makes sense, right? Because of ice skates were in line. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so what's what's your personal history with the sport? How did you get into it? I was born into it. My entire family has been involved in skating in one aspect or another. My parents owned roller rinks in Texas. My father was a coach. My brothers and sister all skated competitively. So it was kind of our thing as a family. There's never a point in my life that I didn't know skating. You just used the phrase skated competitively. Yes. Explain what that means. Because to my mind, that means your siblings were those hot shots who weave in and around people. (laughs) Well, I mean, they probably could always win limbo for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But um, there is an entire sport of roller skating. It's very, we have different disciplines of it, very similar to ice. We have the artistic skating, which is similar to figure skating on ice. We have speed skating. We have hockey. We we cover it all. Figure. This is the thing that boggles my mind. I mean, I understand if you can do it on ice, you can do it on skates, but how popular is that as a sport? Globally, it's very popular. In the U.S., it's a smaller audience, but um, we're, we're small but mighty. Mm-hmm. There's, there is several thousand in the U.S., but if you go to some other countries like Argentina, many, many of the South American countries and all over Europe, Italy, it's like massively popular. 
Argentina, I think they have over 30,000 competitors. It's crazy. It's just, yeah, it's super cool. So why did the ice skaters, figure skaters get to be in the Olympics and the roller skating figure skaters don't? You know, it's very complex, but we are, we do. (laughs) I'm like, how long is this? Um, (laughs) We do, we are recognized by the Olympic committee and the, you know, like the U S Olympic committee, we are in the Pan American games. We're in the world games. We're in several events that are overseen by Olympic committees, but we're just not totally in the games yet back in the Barcelona games in Spain, roller hockey was a demonstration sport, but you know, with all Olympic sports, I mean, there's some mainstays, but it kind of comes and goes like some sports are in one year or the, you know, Olympic year. And then sometimes they're out. Makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, even guess, without the Olympic dream, we're, we're good. And I guess I just assumed there was some sort of American exceptionalism. And that's why, like, I just assumed <laughs> it was like people like that's, it's an American pastime that it is not an international thing, but it's, was it always popular in these other parts of the world or has it just sprung up and grown more popular or sort of surpassed the U S I think that it has definitely grown more popular in the other countries. It's many of those countries don't have roller rinks as we perceive them in the U S you know, like you guys were saying with the lights and the music and all of that, it's more of a sporting outing to where in the U S we're more of a recreational outing, Hmm. but we've had, I mean, the U S has been amazing. We, we wrote the book on competitive skating. (laughs) When it seems like of all like competitive sports that it has a very low bar for entry as far as equipment required and all of that. It, yeah. I mean, basically you need a a flat surface. (laughs) Do you have to wear those like very tight one piece suits for the speed skating? They do. They do. do. Yeah. Yeah. Like the skin suits. Yeah. Yeah. And for competitive, do they, are blades allowed? Or do you have to be the traditional four wheels? It depends on which discipline you're doing. In artistic, it's the traditional four wheels. There is an inline category. It's not as popular. Almost all of your speed skating is on the inlines, and it's super fast and super cool. And hockey has both. Hockey has inline, and they also have quads. Growing up, having your own skating rink, I know I have a very person very, very dear to me who, um, whose family's in the bowling business. And uh-huh. so he grew up having his own bowling alley, which then transferred as adults to having our own bowling alley where we could throw killer parties, <laughs> which then transferred to our own bowling alley where we can take the little ones for sleepovers when no one is there. What is the greatest party you ever threw at one of your roller rigs? Um... I was really good and followed the rules as a teenager, (laughs) but I have to say that, and I was just thinking about this the other day, now that all these parents have these insane birthday parties for their children, how it's such a thing. I feel like I was ahead of the curve, always being able to have a birthday party at the roller rink and a private birthday party at that, because in the seventies, you know, birthday parties were in people's backyards. And if you did it, did an outing, it was crazy. So I definitely won the birthday party games for sure. I had the best birthday parties going oh. when I was a little kid. For sure. That's amazing. 
everyone I would have wanted to be I mean I would have wanted to be friends with you anyway because I feel like you're super cool but I definitely would have wanted to make the cut for the party. right right <laughs> holding the wall while everyone else was skating around but I'd still be happy <laughs> love it so to get back to the museum quickly what kind of things do you have there is there a hall of fame are we seeing skates the history of skates we have both we have all the largest collection of historical skates in the world which are super, super cool. We have, because we do share space with USA Roller Sports, which is the sporting end of it, we share the Hall of Fame with them and life membership. So there's all the plaques going into the museum of these wonderful people who created our sport and industry. Um, we have skates, we have costumes. Of course, we have so many photos. Rink stickers were extremely popular starting like in the forties up until probably about the early eighties, everybody had rink stickers on their case that they carried their skate. And we have, those are super cool because it's literally just flipping through history with pretty much everything. We have every video we have, we have like drew sign skates from Drew Barrymore from when she did the Derby movie. We have, you know, stuff from celebrities. And so we have a little bit of everything. Have you ever tried roller derby or do you like having all of your own teeth? I have not tried roller derby. I, I, I like having my own teeth for sure. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that part of the museum? Is that something that's definitely down upon or no, no, no. We love, we love derby. We love everything skating and derby is also a really cool. Those, uh, particularly the women are amazing and they're great skaters and they always do a lot for their community. So we're super proud of our Derby people. So the, you said there's a recent uptick in popularity. I'm assuming that is pandemic related or is it just sort of an overall sort of rededication to fitness? I think it's a combination of both. I think definitely there has been as trends current trends have gone more towards retro things and people for whatever reason, consider skating retro, which I don't, but I get oh, the general yeah, public. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, and then with the pandemic, I think it was because it's something that you can do outside and by your, you know, socially distance and still stay fit when all the gyms were closed and all of that. Actually right now it's super hard to even get skates. Like there's so many people buying their own skates and all of that. So I think it's a combination of both of uh, fitness. I mean, it's really great for you. It's a, it's a lifelong sport. And then, you know, with the pandemic, it's definitely something you could do outside and at a safe distance and best. It's super fun. It's super fun. Super fun. Do you think that will continue? Uh, like you said, I know it sort of ebbs and flows, but it's, it's still a constant and, and which is amazing. But do you think this, rise from the pandemic will carry on for a while, even if we ever get out of this pandemic. <laughs> Please let us get out of this pandemic. I know, right? <laughs> um, <sighs> it's so hard. I think it will stick around. I think that it is um, through social media, because now everybody's skating on their Instagrams, everybody's skating on TikTok. And then eventually, if these people have children, they pass it on. So I hope it stays around. It's kind of been interesting because it has also spread via social media, which is 
a super cool, cool way of um, building it up unintentionally, but it's great. Do you still skate? Yes. What's your favorite sort of time and place to, to skate? Do you like the rinks? Do you like to just get out on sort of the tracks and ride around I love, neighborhoods? I love being in a rink. My problem now is I live in New York City and there's not any rinks in Manhattan. There's a rink in Staten Island, but other the other boroughs, there's there. not a rink. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> my favorite place to skate in the city is Governor's Island because it's got amazing asphalt. There's no cars. And I mean, you can't beat the view. So I think it's in New York City. I think Governor's Island is like one of the top places to skate. It seems like a perfect afternoon. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's really great. Do you still dig out any of those great moves from the 70s? And if so, what's your favorite? <laughs> I really don't. Um, you know, I don't like to show up the general public. No, <laughs> yes. that's fair. No, that's, that's totally fair. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I just now at this point, I just enjoy skating. It's something that I know. It definitely like the, I mean, cause I fall, it definitely, <laughs> even though I've been five foot nine since I was 11 years old, it definitely feels like a further fall at the <laughs> age of 45 than it did at the age of, you know, 10. It's, I definitely think, yeah, it's a little harder to bounce back for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, another thing that I'm sure you cover in the museum quite a bit is like the really like the, I'm thinking of like the United States documentary and things like that. Like that's the cultural significance beyond the fun and beyond the, but really like the cultural and social impact that skate rinks could have to bring communities together. And it's, a, sure. it's amazing. It is. I mean, it's, I've been super lucky to grow up in skating because I will literally see somebody skating blocks away and I'm like, Oh my God. This, my this, people. this is my family it's someone right. i've never seen in my life likely will never see again but i'm like that's that's my family right there so it is good skating brings everybody together because it's it's escapism you know when you're skating it's fun you're relaxed and if you're doing it in a rink you have the shared experience of music and all of that and it's it's super fun so what's up next for the museum or skating itself? Is it, where does it go from here? Up next for the museum is we have actually reopened to the public, which is super exciting Yeah, because we've been closed. Um, we have one brand new exhibit ready to go. That's on skating during the war years, which is really interesting and cool. cool. We have a couple new exhibits coming up um, for the museum. As far as a museum, I just always want it to keep growing and keep expanding our history and making sure everybody has a voice in our history. It's, um, I'm really lucky that I've been a lot of cool places in the world, but I think the museum is probably the coolest <laughs> um, yeah. for sure. And then for the competitive end of skating, the sport end of skating next month is the world championships for artistic skating. And that will be in Paraguay, which is very, very cool. That's the first time Paraguay's ever hosted the world championships. 
And then speed championships will be following in Colombia. It's been kind of crazy with the pandemic. Obviously, there hasn't been much skating throughout 2020 and even into this year. We just had our national championships in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So that was amazing to have all the skating people back together again, even with our mask on, but still good to be there. (laughs) For sure. It seems like there's a sort of familial aspect to it. I mean, for you, but for everybody else in skating as well, that if you're into this, there is this sort of club or clubhouse element to it. (laughs) It's so, so true. I mean, I feel like I could go anywhere. And as long as I walked into a rink or knew a friend of a friend, I would be totally, you know, comfortable and fine. Actually, in 2019, my husband and daughter and I were traveling and a friend reached out. We were going to India and a friend reached out and was like, oh, a guy who's involved with skating in India wants to have you over to his house. And I'm like, awesome. Right. I turned to my husband. I'm like, do you want to go to this guy's house? I've never met him. I don't really know much about him, but it sounds totally cool. He's like, I'm in. So there is that, like literally somebody could call me up and be like, we're coming into the city. I know we've never met. Can we hang out and talk skating? And I'm like, I'm so there. The National Museum of Roller Skating is located in Lincoln, Nebraska. For more information, check out their website, rollerskatingmuseum.org. And if you want to check out their Instagram page, which is one of Heidi's favorite, they are at instagram.com slash rollerskatingmuseum. And don't forget to leave us a review. Today's show is produced by myself and Heidi Hedquist. Our reluctant producers are John Sauvet and Sandy Stone. Our willing producers are Rachel Allen and Randy Jeanette. Our intern is Zach Jackson. This one's for Philippe. Thanks for joining us. Flash, we're coming home. Nigel, is that you? Are you here, Nigel?